1: Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Hungry for a big win this week, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. It is that simple. Just remember to use the code PHNX when you sign up. Johnny Venerable, Derek Montilla, joining me tonight. Happy to have both of you guys.
0: Hey, hey. How's hey, what's going,
1: going on? How's the hump day going?
2: Weird. It's going it feels okay. like feels like it should be like Saturday night before Sunday game, but it's Wednesday before Thursday game. I'm all you know what kilter. it feels
1: like to me. It feels like Christmas Eve. It really <laughs> does. I'm so pumped for this game tomorrow, and we're going to get into, you know, some of the the bad surrounding this game. But without. Uh, you know, regardless of the players that aren't going to be on the field tomorrow, I am still super pumped to see this showdown.
0: Yeah. yeah it's- I, I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. go ahead, Derek. I was just going to say, I've, I, I think the biggest thing is that having the Cardinals in prime time like this and having them be right now as successful as they are, it, it, it does feel like Christmas. It does feel exciting. It, it feels exciting to watch every single game that this team plays, but more so when it's the only game on and the focus of the entire, you know, football loving nation is gonna be watching it.
2: Yeah, I just feel like we were cheating on the Houston Texans because all Sunday all I could think about in part was, was <laughs> we this don't game, know
0: them right? anything, Johnny. <laughs> well, I mean Spoken how off. Half of their old (laughs) team is on our team now, so we do kind of owe them something, at least a thank you for him. Yeah, we gave them the respect that
2: that game warranted, but immediately when that game was over, or even into the fourth quarter, I'm like, God, I can't wait until Thursday when we're hanging out and watching Kyler Murray versus Aaron Rodgers. So this has been on my mind for the better part of like 10 days, so I am more than ready. Yeah, absolutely.
1: All right, so unfortunately, some bad news surrounding the Cardinals. J.J. Watt is going to be out with a shoulder injury, and that already adds to a long list of star players that are going to be out of this game. Devante, um Adams did not make the trip with the Packers here to Arizona, so the likelihood of him playing tomorrow is so slim. I would assume that if he didn't even I guess maybe he could have made the trip and still had one negative test. I don't know the situation, but it just sounds like it's not going to happen. Alan Lazard also out for the Packers um, for sure. And, uh, I, I think in some people's eyes, it cheapens the matchup. But hey, you still have—I mean, that's that happens throughout an NFL season. You're going to be missing key players in, in in certain games, but it's such a big matchup that you hate to see it happen, especially on the Cardinal side with JJ Watt.
2: It is unfortunate, um, but you know, the more I thought about it today, I mean, outside of Watt, this is the defense that they started the season with, and not many teams can say that. And they've overcome the absence of Chandler Jones each of the past two weeks. Chandler Jones is back, as is Zach Allen. Specifically, Chandler needs to step up in Watt's absence. Watt has been really the heartbeat of this team, especially defensively, and has produced on and off the field. And Chandler Jones, I don't want this to become a Chandler Jones segment, but you know, I saw that today and I immediately thought to myself, we got to pick each other up. Other players, impact players, highest-paid players on the team – Sub in, sub out, you know, Watt has a, an injury history, unfortunately, that is robust, dating back to his latter years in Houston. And so we've gotten to week seven, week eight now, and he suffers really his first major injury of the season that's going to knock him out of at least one game. So I, I think that that was our concern coming into last week's game. Like, how quickly can we pull him? We, won't, we don't want to have a lot of minutes on his body if we're thinking about January football All that to say, both teams are compromised. I'd be anxious to see if this was a Sunday game, would he play? Uh, Or do you just give him an extra couple days off in preparation for San Francisco a week from Sunday? But I just keep going back to Chandler Jones is back. He is your quintessential best pass rusher on the team. And he has to pick up the slack in, in Watts' absence, in my opinion.
0: I agree. I was excited to see them both out there playing together, especially Chandler, who probably had a chance to watch a lot of film, maybe see what teams were doing so effectively against him kind of after he had that monster you know, game one of the, of the season, right? But also just rested, right? To see Chandler Jones come back after having some time off, even though he was gone due to COVID, I feel like he is going to be at the top of his game. So at least we have that going for us tomorrow, even, you know, with the loss of Watt. I, I just still kind of am in awe of how deep this team is. Johnny and I joke that they're so deep that even, you know, they have depth at quarterback or at, at coach where they can have a coach go down and have another <laughs> coach. True. step up, Right. You know, but Good. the, the, the fact that they have this luxury of having these two guys playing on the same defensive line is, is incredible. I, I think that you know, they, the Green Bay Packers have a a boatload of injuries to deal with as well, especially on defense. They're not very good defensively already. And they've had, you know, I think four losses, four guys that probably aren't going to play uh, on the defense. So that's, that's huge. And I, I, I'm less concerned about the Cardinals losses now, because like you said, the defense is pretty much all back together without Watt. And, you know, they're going up against the Packers team that, isn't great defensively, and and have some big losses.
1: I just hope we don't see. I mean, I think Derek, you you think that Chandler's going to be back and better than ever, you know, because he got some rest and he got a little bit of of a break. But I'm curious to see if. I mean, we he did have symptoms. I don't know how bad his COVID symptoms were, but sure. I mean, if he was pretty sick and you know, just wasn't able to get off the couch or something like that for like 10 days. I mean, yes, he's had, he's been back for a little while. He came back, you know, last week and was able to start getting back into the gym and then practice with the team all week. But I wonder if it took a toll on him in any way. I mean, he's ready to roll according to Vance Joseph. So, you know, there's no concern, you know, that there are, speaking of, but I just wonder if we'll see anything or if it's as if he never left or maybe he has a little bit of extra pep in his step because he did get some rest and he's eager to get back onto the field.
0: You're, you're hundred percent right. I mean, honestly, that's the biggest problem with COVID in society in general. We, we, none of us have any clue how it's going to affect us when, 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 and if we contract it, right. I think with athletes, we always think, oh, they just Tested positive, but they're okay otherwise. You're absolutely right. He could have easily been, you know, actually sick with, uh, especially this. You know, COVID affects you and your and your energy levels. You know, so if he can't work out and he can't stay uh in 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 top form, then he could be affected by it. So there's no there's no real way to tell until he gets out there. I just I probably always assume that it's more of a coming up testing positive thing rather than of uh, you know affecting them and that's not always the right thing to assume, I suppose.
1: The other thing that I think about, and it's, it's not like I'm trying to, you know, rave, wave a red flag or something, but I, I, I hope that this is just a one week thing. Cause uh, Johnny, you brought up that Watt has a long history with injuries. So I hope yeah. that it's nothing that is becomes nagging or becomes a trend here. In Arizona, I remember you know he missed most of camp and the the fans early on were you know kind of frustrated with it Oh typical JJ Watt of course of course he's injured already He hasn't even stepped on the field for training camp yet and he's already injured and that seems like two lifetimes ago at this point, but uh, I hope that it's just a one week thing. We don't know the, you know, the true extent of it. I, but I hope it's just a one week thing and he's able to get back and move on. And it's not something that continues to nag him.
2: Yeah. The aggressive nature in which he plays the game of football has just taken its toll on his eventual hall of fame career. He was so elite, so fast in the first one to six years of his career in Houston that you know, unfortunately, his body has hasn't failed him. I guess over the last you know two or three years, but it's slowed him down. And I think that the hope is, can we put JJ Watt a little bit more on a pitch count? When in, and does he come back with Jordan Phillips? When you get Corey Peters back, you mix and match some of the pass rushers interchangeably that the Cardinals have. And again, um, they're in a position where yeah, you need to stack wins now, but you also need to start thinking about getting guys healthy for the stretch run, when you're competing against the Rams for the division and then eventual playoff seedings. The the unfortunate part is they're going up against a team tomorrow night that you figure is going to be right there down the wire with them contending for a top one to two seed in the the NFC. So uh, while I still think they will win, uh, certainly Watt to me, I mean, right now he's the defensive MVP. I'd rather have him out there with all due respect to guys like Buda Baker and Chandler Jones and Jordan Hicks and Isaiah Simmons just the impact defensive lineman that can penetrate on seemingly every down blows up the run game, you know, has an opportunity to rush the passer. They're just, they're irreplaceable. So other guys are just going to have to step up in the process.
1: I have faith that the, they've got, you know, enough talent on the defense that, you know, although you hate to have DJ Watt out that the defense is still going to be okay without him. On the other hand, the position that I'm a little concerned about is the center position. So Rodney Hudson remains on IR. Now, Max Garcia is dealing with uh, an Achilles injury and we're unsure uh, whether or not he's going to be able to go tomorrow. If that's the case, a guy by the name of Sean Harlow is going to start at center. And if you're wondering who the heck Sean Harlow is, we'll get into that in a second, but here's what Cliff had to say uh, when he was asked about his confidence. If Harlow does have to step in.
0: He's played it before. Um, and he's got a bunch of reps in our system. Um, we will sit Rodney out uh, some Wednesdays or just limit him Wednesdays. And, and during those days, Sean has gotten some good work. And so there's there's a high level of confidence of you know, how he'll be able to perform if he's called upon.
1: Okay. All right. So that's interesting. You know that you know when Ronnie was playing at some Wednesdays, they just completely let him sit, and Sean would get some reps. It still doesn't mean he's going to be good to go to take that position. We've seen even Max Garcia struggled a little bit. You know, just the timing with snaps, several botched snaps the last couple of weeks, even though he did an overall good job. But it's just you know there's so much that goes into that position. It worries me. And I think we also have seen Kyler since Rodney Hudson has gone down. Kyler's game has changed. He doesn't seem as confident uh, behind that offensive line, which is, uh, you know, which is another factor.
2: That interior pressure that has come about is will be his undoing from an injury standpoint, from an efficiency standpoint. You know, I preach day in and day out. They can mitigate edge pressure because of his elusiveness, but when they're sent defensive tackles that are twice his size, literally twice his size, that can muck up the middle of the offensive line and really not allow him to step up into his throws. And then he makes errant decisions. And and let's face it, a, a pretty much maligned Houston defensive line gave him concerns on Sunday in route to four sacks allowed. So I, this is a huge deal. Um, now I, a lot of. People pointed out on Twitter today that this individual that they're considering starting cannot be worse than Max Garcia from a a snapping standpoint. Never say never. It can always get worse. Um, (laughs) The unfortunate part of the the Rodney Hudson situation is that he inevitably would miss this game, that you knew, okay, if things break well, maybe you can beat Cleveland. Certainly you feel good against Houston, but you wanted to have – your are a leader on the offensive line back for this game, and, and he's not available. They're going to have to make it work. This is why you pay Sean Coogler big-time money. Uh, and by all accounts, the rest of that offensive line, I know Josh Jones at right guard hasn't been playing well, everybody else is going to start. So most teams in the NFL at this point do not have all five starting offensive linemen to begin week eight. So, again, it's it's one of those things where it's unfortunate, can't make excuses, right, next man up. And if they want to be considered a, a perennial contender in the NFC, they just have to overcome it.
1: I don't know much about Sean Harlow, but I know for sure that Rodney Hudson was the glue and the absolute leader of the Absolutely. offensive line. And then Max Garcia stepped in and also a tremendous leader, very selfless, you know, admitted that at, at this point in his career, you know, the biggest you know, he had a mindset shift to where now his role more so he shows up to work every day because he wants to help, you know, younger guys and, you know, completely selfless leader. And so those are two guys I know from a leadership standpoint and just very intelligent guys as well. That It's like, okay, yes, you know, this snap, you know, you can pick apart Max Garcia, uh, you know, for some things. But at least from a leadership standpoint, those are two guys that you definitely want to have. I don't know if if you. I mean, dang! If you got three deep at center, that's like, but not like super smart, great leader, selfless. I mean, that would be very impressive.
0: Yeah, I just I think not enough is said about Hudson and what he has done for this line. What he's done for Kyler. You know, his absence has been noticeable. I I think you know, they, they are playing a bit more disciplined football. So, I mean, at least the line is, is not committing as many penalties, but, uh, I, I don't know. I, I agree with what Johnny said. I, you know, you, you start to see Kyler start to try to make more athletic plays, try to do more scrambling, more runs, you know, more intended runs too, not just, you know, scrambling to, to get open and throw it. Right. So I don't want to see Kyler running the ball much. I want to see him running it as little no. as possible, you know? And uh, no, I, I think just it's, go ahead, go ahead. It's in best. It's in Cliff Kingsbury's best interest to run the football tomorrow against
2: yes. a Packer front. That's average. You yeah. figure that out. I think early on in the second quarter against Houston and Kyler was getting beat up and they tried a QB keep on the one yard line and it ended up with a safety and he headed to the blue medical tent. Yeah. I just, I feel like, Against Green Bay, who you know is going to want to run the football, I think the Cardinals have to give them a steady diet of, of James Connor and Chase Edmonds, especially when you consider that the pass protection with a, a backup to a backup center may be less than ideal. You just you can't risk that.
1: Right, and again, uh, he'll be a game time decision. So Max Garcia could be ready to go. I mean, an Achilles, especially for a big guy. I mean, that's not that's not something you really want to mess with but we shall see tomorrow all right so we've, both teams have a lot at stake the Cardinals you know a an undefeated team looking to keep their perfect record intact uh they're both Super Bowl contenders or would like to think of themselves as Super Bowl contenders uh but for Kyler Murray specifically he, grew up idolizing Aaron Rodgers. It's one of his favorite quarterbacks of all time for Kyler Murray to win a game like this. I think this could be the biggest win of his career in terms of significance, because you finally, you know, you've got the record you are playing more so like you want to, he wants to be known as a pocket passer. We've talked about it all. So talking about it before the season even began. Uh, He's finally becoming the type of quarterback that he wants to be. And now he has an opportunity to go up against the quarterback that he grew up probably wanting to be or be like. And if he's able to lead his team to victory primetime game, I mean, all things considered, this could be the biggest game of his career or at least one of them.
2: They uh, need a signature win on national TV, Cheerson, this season. I'll definitely give you that um, because I think that the skeptics of this team haven't watched them play this year, for whatever reason, aren't taking into account their opponents and the final scores of those games. right? The Green Bay Packers are a top five. Brand, maybe in all of sports, but certainly in the NFL, they have one of, if not the largest fan base, along with the Dallas Cowboys. So if you're able to put them on notice in the NFC, that w- was very much theirs for the taking last year. And now you've got this upstart team with this young, dynamic quarterback. Then let's face it, a lot of a lot of people outside of this organization nationally still don't believe in. Right. Little 510 Kyler Murray, not sustainable play over a 17 game season. I I agree with you. I think that in terms of this season, it would definitely be the biggest win to date, given the magnitude of the opponent, the record of the opponent. You know, we we go back to the week, I think five game against the LA Rams. And that was the biggest win at the time. And then as was Cleveland. And now it's like you're graduating every week with the level of play, just to be in the conversation amongst the NFC elite, 8-0 against, you know, blue blood brand like the Green Bay Packers. And if he outplays Aaron Rodgers... That, that is going to be such a, a hat tip to his resume. And, and man, oh, man, if the MVP chance weren't, weren't loud enough now, imagine what they'd be after this game.
0: I got in on that action at the beginning of the season, by the now way. There Just you saying. go. I also want to say, like, the undefeated nature of this, I think, adds on this extra pressure, like what you're saying, Chirsten, about it being. I agree. I think it is the biggest game. I think that, yes, they, they went along, they had these wins, and each one was more and more important. But it's more important because... They stayed undefeated, right? And so now here we are in, you know, a shortened week. And, you know, they, the, the, at least uh, I think the, the skeptics, uh, look for every reason why to say that this Cardinals team isn't, you know, it isn't a real deal, right? I think that when you look at what, the defense has done mostly that that explains so much about why, why they're here, but offensively this team has just continued to stay on a roll. When I look at what green Bay has done. Yes. I, I think that offensively, these two teams are very comparable. I just defensively right now, I don't see it. Right. And so I think, uh, I, I think I believe strongly in their ability to win this game. And I think it's important to do so on a big stage. So people stop ranking them uh, second and third, uh, in their power rankings on, on Tuesday when they're still undefeated after the weekend has come and gone.
1: So two things here. Cardinals update says, I feel like the crowd is going to have a lot of Packers fans because the last time they came here in the playoffs, there was a lot of cheese heads in the stands. That's
0: Arizona for you. Unfortunately, yeah, that's
1: Arizona. They also, they also travel very well. They so do.
0: Yeah, you're right about that.
1: Probably not wrong. I think the Cardinals are already preparing themselves for a lot of Packer fans to be at the stadium. Also, um, I believe we have a super chat here. This is my first time. I don't typically. Uh, I only. Do, I only produce a show once a week, and so I've never seen what a super chat looks like. But I'm yeah, assuming
0: dollar ninety nine. Yep. That's I'm a assuming this dollar <laughs> I bet that's the real Elon Musk. I'm pretty
1: yeah, sure. Yeah, I is. bet that is yeah. the real Elon Musk. You no, know, this, this yeah, gentleman's
2: a frequent attendee of our of our shows or frequent commenter. So yeah, I'm welcome back, Elon. Yeah, definitely.
1: <laughs> well, he he paid a dollar ninety nine to say I got tickets to, to the game tomorrow. So yes. Maybe you'll thank see you, Elon.
0: Elon. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. No, I mean I I, I do love uh, going back to the fans just a bit. I I love you know the the wave that's building, right? I, I I've been here a long time and I've seen the fan bases for all of our teams go through ups and downs. And I know how, I know how it is. We're Arizona is just a transplant state, but I'm not, I, I I'm not that worried because I think as this team continues to make history, this stadium is going to be packed full of fans. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I think the Cardinals are already a little used to having a, a lot of opposing fans in the building as well.
1: I feel like I know the answer to this question and we're probably all going to agree on it. What's going to, what would have the biggest implication a Cardinals win or a Cardinals loss?
2: Oof. I would say win. Uh, I don't think a loss means, means much because uh, at worst you're tied with the best record in the NFC with the Packers. You assume the Rams are going to take care of business this weekend against Houston. Um, it gives you 10 days to get healthy, get focused for San Francisco. Uh, a win takes things to it. I mean, every week, You start stacking more wins, it takes this whole thing to a different level. Uh, And you got people worried about the 72 Miami Dolphins all of a sudden at 8-0. So I I think a win, uh, who knows, a loss may help them level set, too, even if they don't perform well. Uh, Sometimes a loss can be a good thing. I would disagree with that. But uh, to rationalize it in my head, I, I think a win makes much more of an impact.
0: I, I I agree with what you're saying. I disagree with with your thought process about the loss and the only reason why I say that is I want this team to win a super Bowl the the whole undefeated thing that's great and all but that in the at the end of the day is kind of meaningless to me when I want them to win a Super Bowl. I think the additional pressure and the additional like story that would be behind it and everything, that's it's just something else to distract from that end goal of a championship. Uh, but I, I agree with what you said about like the loss. Everybody will. I mean, some people will say, yeah, that's what we thought was going to happen in this game. And most people would move on. I don't think that they would move too far down in in uh, in what people thought about them. I, I do think, though, that a win, especially against Aaron Rodgers uh, in, in the short week and everything like that, it it starts taking this team into legendary status, right? It takes it, takes it to another level. Plus we start talking about them actually being able to plan for the playoffs a little bit after this win. I mean, not get crazy with it because we've seen their second half of their season, take a, take a, take a terrible downturn before, but I mean, we, we can actually start thinking, you know, about, about playoffs and what this team needs to do to, you know, I, I don't like you said, manage guys, manage JJ, Watt, manage some of the older guys just to make sure that uh, they're, they're able to make it through this long season and be a factor in the playoffs.
1: I am totally skipping around here, but I just realized that I forgot to mention another player that's questionable with a hamstring for tomorrow's game, and that's DeAndre Hopkins. Today, Cliff was asked about his status and said, you know, knowing DeAndre Hopkins, this is a primetime game. Uh, he loves the bright lights. If he is able to go, like, he's going to be out there. But he's still questionable heading into the game and will likely be a game-time decision. So is that concerning? Or do the Cardinals have enough enough depth at this point and enough targets, especially now with Zach Ertz, that, you know, it's another situation like J.J. Watt where he's a great guy. You can't – I mean, he's the, he's the top of his position, but you can't uh, – You know, you can't replace him, but, you know, they're going to be fine without him.
2: He's going to play. There's no doubt in my mind he's going to play. Uh, To Cliff's point, doesn't miss games ever. He looked fine at the press conference. I I would imagine that it's a a scenario where you're just you're trying to get recovered as fast as possible from a a big emotional game against your former team in the Houston Texans. Uh, I would be shocked, utterly shocked if he did not play. Even if he's out there as a semi-decoy, like you mentioned, they've got a plethora of other weapons. He's going to suit up and play. He'll be fine.
0: He's like J.J. Watt in that aspect, right, where J.J. Watt might not even show up on the stat sheet for an entire game but his presence was huge because of what the defense had to, or the the offensive line had to do in order to account for him. Right. Same thing with Hopkins. They, they, they have to account for him out there, even if he's not a hundred percent. So just the fact that he's on the field is going to help this offense, even if he doesn't catch a single ball.
1: One of these days he is going to miss a game and everyone's going to be like, Oh no, 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 no. He's fine. He never misses games. (laughs) He looks fine and proud. He's fine. He's fine. And then he's like, not fine and he's not there and it's like oh snap he's not like immortal oh dang
0: he's a human imagine that <laughs> yeah no but that's that's what happens with guys like him that are so durable you just get to you rely on them being there you know it's I, i'd say larry fitzgerald was kind of like that for us too and that's the reason why people had such a hard time accepting his retirement as well he was just he was always there you know and you just can't imagine life without him being there because That's it. So Hopkins is the same way for us. Ever since he's come here, he's been such a huge factor in every game he's played for this team.
1: So Gilbert brings up a good point. He believes Ronders won't admit it, but the fact that the card sent him home in the playoffs twice twice is eating at him, and he definitely has payback on his mind.
0: He ain't going to get it on Thursday. I'll tell you that much.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think at this point he just wants to win the dang game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Definitely, he wants to win one here in Glendale, especially. So,
1: all right, Johnny, you made me aware the Cardinals have dropped from six and a half point favorites down to six point favorites now that JJ Watt is out. Do you mm-hmm. have any thoughts for us in terms of betting on the on this game on the DraftKings sportsbook app?
2: Uh, I would say bet the Cardinal money line. I, I like the over at fifty one, especially now that Watt is out. Uh, I think it'll be a close game. Uh, but I, that's six, six and a half. Uh, it's been jumping back and forth each of the last 24 hours. Uh, I would not be too keen on, on dabbling with that number. Cardinals cover seemingly every week, so you know maybe you shouldn't listen to me. But Aaron Rodgers is a different animal. Uh, I just I can't imagine the Cardinals, you know, beating the beating the brakes off the Packers. Not this early in the season, not in this scenario, especially now without J.J. Watt. I was almost kind of tempted to look at that number. Um, with Watt, without Watt, uh, I, I do think the uh, Packers are going to have a little bit more success running the football, which is unfortunate. So I would say Cardinals, money line, outright to win, take the over, stay away from the, the points either way.
1: Maybe uh, put Aaron Jones in some sort of parlay, I guess, if you want to make if some If you money can
2: stomach that. If you
1: want to make <laughs> uh, All right, well, if you can stomach it, if you can't no problem plenty of other options to place a bet on on the DraftKings sportsbook app. If you download it be sure to use the code PHNX when you do. As always 21 and over Arizona only. Gambling problem call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See draftkings.com/sportsbook for details. We've been talking about it all week. It is my by far the favorite my favorite thing that we have done at PHNX with the phnx cardinals podcast and that is we are going to be live out at the lola tomorrow from 2 to 5 p.m for a tailgate tickets now up to 75 dollars because there's only a small amount left we are selling out yesterday we were at around 150 i would imagine that, uh, that number has gone up, but we are so excited to be out there. We're also going to do a live pregame and postgame as well from the Lola. Uh, and I just, I simply cannot wait. I was dreaming about it on Sunday <laughs> while I was watching the Texans game.
0: <laughs> nice. It's like, it's like Johnny said, you were cheating on the Texans game love- with this game already. You were, you were, already you were daydreaming about, about, uh-huh. about the pregame,
2: which everybody should attend. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have a hell of a time.
0: All I absolutely, right. I absolutely love stuff like this. By the way, and it's one of my favorite things that uh, we we we're planning on doing, and we've talked about right, just these tailgate events. And uh, I know the Coyotes had a lot of fun with their uh, pregame uh, kind of event that they had over over at the Gila River before one of the games. So uh, I'm excited for it. I'm gonna be there too. So I'm not Woo! gonna do anything. I'm just gonna be in the background screaming about the Cardinals, drinking
1: and, stuff, and eating. So.
0: Yeah, that's right. I'll just be there drinking. (laughs)
1: Uh, It is an open bar and there's a buffet there. So everybody there, I'm sure, will be consuming a lot of beverages and a lot of food. All right. Time for the Bird Gang Blitz mailbag where we take your questions on the Twitter machine and answer them here. First up, Kyler Murray wins. (laughs) That is a big K1 fan right there.
0: I like that. That's a good handle.
1: (laughs) Kyler Murray Wins asks, will Chase Edmonds get the touchdown he deserves? (laughs) We've been asking that every week so far this season, but he was asked that question today or whether he was frustrated at all that he hasn't found the end zone yet. And of course, what means the most to him is just that the Cardinals were winning. So, but that aside, he says he... Would like a touchdown, so maybe the Cardinals can get him one on Thursday.
2: Uh, I almost said I'm
1: something again. So, <laughs> I'm going to say, say all week. A, <laughs> It's
2: all right, no problem. A little controversial, I think touchdowns from running backs are overrated. Uh, I think if you're <gasps> uh, How about Chase State Edmonds, Edmonds? <laughs> with all due respect to Chase, uh, they had Chase Edmonds <laughs> last year. They couldn't score touchdowns inside the red zone, inside the ten. <laughs> That's why they brought in James Conner. Chase Edmonds, phenomenal back. I think he's top five in yards per carry. Phenomenal pass catching back. If the Cardinals don't pay him this offseason, somebody else will. And he's going to have an opportunity somewhere to contribute. But James Conner. Why do you have to
1: go there, Johnny?
2: I just feel oh, like. He went dark I'm really fast. To touchdown. Touchdown. You're
1: talking about him going elsewhere next year. Yeah, His that touchdowns that would-
2: have been, have, have been uh, what do you call it? Uh, <laughs> it's a fancy term. where they you, Been hawked. By James Conner. That's what they brought in James Conner to do. That's why he doesn't have any touchdowns. Unless he breaks off something 20 plus yards or more, he's not going to have many opportunities. Because James Conner is so effective between the tackles. So as I'm a off fantasy, my
0: As a fantasy football owner, I will say I actively avoid players like Chase Edmonds because of that yeah. exact reason. Right. James Conner, the Terminator was brought in to get touchdowns. That's what he's here for, right? Love you, Chase. And, you know, it's Chase not, Chase is not gonna baby. happen this year. Well, and I mean, honestly, I as as someone that's you know, I, I like rushing. I'm a big I'm a big running back fan. I'm not like Johnny. I believe in their touchdowns, but I think that what you see here is the 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 Cardinals have somebody that can just about get two yards every time he touches the ball and wants to get two yards right. So Chase Edmonds, you know, he's just that back that tends to not be able to get those short yardage, you know, situations done. He, you know, he often goes out to the outside too often. He's not that power back, and that's what they brought him in for. the The Cardinals are going to end up on the goal line a lot. You know, that's just the way that this team does things there and and they're going to give those touches to james connor so i'm sorry chase um your 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 touchdown is probably gonna have to wait their quarterback is little he cannot sneak
2: the ball he does not play under center their center is out and their backup center could be out you, you cannot then take chase edmonds at, at five nine 180 pounds and try to ram him in on the goal line which is where the cardinals find themselves a lot right that's why i have james Conner. sorry chase no. So the answer to the question is no, he will not score.
0: Never, ever. Not this, whole, I don't know. Maybe not the whole season. Never
1: enough. say never, but <laughs> never.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Next question from Richard Fuentes What do you know about the possible starting center, Harlow? Would he have beat out Mason Cole? Is how I'm going to gauge his play.
2: Um, The only thing I know about him was he was drafted in the fourth round from Atlanta, same year the Cardinals took Lamont Gilliard in the sixth round out of Georgia. Um, So it's not for lack of ability. Uh, And unlike Max Garcia, this guy's natural position is center. And he's been in the league for a while. And he's Mm -hmm. been in the system for a while. This is his second year with the team. That bodes well. He's not a street free agent coming in to play play center. Um, I have no idea how he stacks up against Mason Cole. Mason Cole wasn't very good, so my hope is that he is better. <laughs> I have to wait
1: and watch him, though. Everybody's hope is that he's better, unfortunately. Sorry, Mason. Uh, but he was not that good. No. Okay. Um, this is either – I always get a little nervous when I see this thing because I don't know if it's George or Jorge, Mario Lozano. Sorry if I messed that up in any way. Uh, he says, "What would be the main reason for losing this game besides Aaron having a good game?"
0: Oof, uh, Derek, you I, take a crack at that. I, I I would take a step back to the last question and say Harlow would probably be uh you know a big reason for it or Max Garcia depending on how the line does. Uh, I that that's where my concern is. I my concern is seeing what happened to Kyler last week. I that terrified me. You know, just seeing him go into that go go down going into that blue tent. I I don't want to see that and as far as everything is going for the team this season, Kyler is is the one guy that this team can't afford to lose, right? So what worries me is the play of the offensive line and I think if they don't win this game, it would probably be the play of the offensive line that cost them the game.
1: That is a good point that you just made, not that I Disagree. I just never really thought about it. I think there's one player and one player only on this team that the Cardinals would not be able to overcome losing. It's Kyler Murray, for Kyler. sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's probably the case with most, most teams, but uh, we just talk about how much depth this this team has at every position. They really do have depth at every position. I think you could have a guy missing really anywhere on the field, but you got to protect Kyler because he is a – not disposable.
0: And if they even had a backup that was a little bit more like Kyler, I would feel just a little bit more confident about it, but like, you know, just Colt and his entire gameplay is completely different from Kyler. So I I just, this team is built around him and I can't imagine, uh, you know, them having much success without him, but uh, yeah, that's why for me, you know, him staying, uh, him, his ability to throw, his ability to stay in the pocket. It's, it's to me, it's all that. The questions at the offensive line. I'm, I'm not worried about the defense one, one bit. This defense has been outstanding this year, and I think they're going to step up even, even more so in this game.
1: All right. Robert E. asks, how do we feel now about Chandler Jones? He hasn't played poorly since week one, but do we need to see some more consistency in sack numbers the rest of the season in order to actually give him a contract extension back to the contract talk that we haven't really been talking about since the beginning of the year?
2: Yes. The answer to that question is yes. It's a great question. Chandler, I'm sure, is disappointed. Each of the last two weeks, Cardinals have faced backup tackles. He didn't get to mm-hmm. feast on those individuals. Yeah. Uh, the Cardinals need him to step up. Uh, it doesn't look like David Bakhtiari is going to play tomorrow. The all-pro left tackle for the Packers. Uh, this is a game where if you're Michael Bidwell and Steve Kime, and you're deciding whether or not to pay Chandler Jones at season's end, in the offseason, go back to that Packer game on Thursday night. How do you look, right? Was he getting pressures? Could he okay. finish plays? Or was he just the guy? Um, to me, this is not... Uh, irrelevant it's a pattern it's a trend he gets sacks and bunches and then goes dark for four or five weeks on end he's a player now over 30 years old you're gonna have to pay kyler murray big time money i think with each passing week he's not contributing uh and i'll walk this back because i thought oh after week one there's no way they're not going to pay him i think that the more probably likely result is if he doesn't produce you let him walk you get a comp pick you run back with Marcus Golden, and you take an edge rusher early in the draft. And you let Chance Vance Joseph manufacture pressure, with, which is what he's good at. So, uh, And you have Watt coming back next year as well. So hey, Chandler, just he, his inconsistencies are mind-boggling. For a team that has Super Bowl aspirations, he has to be better
0: they didn't face very good teams, but man, this defense didn't seem like they missed him while he was out. You know? So like you said, now that JJ isn't playing, he, he is the man and he needs to step up in this game and show that he deserves that big contract. And this is coming from a guy that was yelling, pay that man, his money just about every five minutes in week one. So uh, things, things can change pretty quickly when you don't keep some level of consistency. I think though that these team, uh, the, the, this defensive line, even if even if the sacks aren't you know piling up, when you see the pressure they're putting on the opposing quarterback and and what they've how they've contributed to this defense being one of the best in the league, you can't just necessarily discount the fact that the stats aren't filling up.
1: Yeah. If the Cardinals had struggled without him, it would be a different scenario, but to have him go down and the Cardinals not skip a beat, it's a little telling. And I think that puts a little more pressure on him to perform, to also stay healthy. I know, you know, COVID is I mean, injured. I mean, you can't, you can't, um, you know, necessarily do anything about COVID or injuries or anything like that, but um, I think he needs to stay healthy from this point on and step it up a little bit. He's, he's definitely, you know, playing for that contract. And I think the conversation, like both of you guys, you know, started off the season saying one thing. And I think a lot of the fan base started off the season saying the same thing. And now we're at this point and we're saying, no, you, you've got some work to do. You, you still have to prove yourself. So very interesting how things can change. All right. Last question from Aaron soup. <laughs> uh, when was the last game? The cards gave up 100 yards to a tight end. So I actually did a little bit of research. We, I don't, I think we kind of sometimes tend to throw numbers out there. Like, Oh my gosh, Cardinals were given up hundred yards to tight ends right and left last year. So and it was an issue, but if you take a look at, I just, I just, all I did was go back and look at all the box scores from, from last year and they didn't give up a hundred, a hundred yards to any tight end or uh George Kittle had 92 yards in uh their second, last, second to last game of the season. That was the closest to a hundred yards um in a game against the Cardinals for a tight end all of last season. So
2: I, was I don't it was I, 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 2019. Was it that it happened? Was it Delani Walker? Was, <laughs> I don't know who it was individually, oh, okay. but I they gave up the most yards to a tight end in like the fantasy football era. That yeah. they were so poor against tight ends. So um I'm with you, Cheerson. I went back, tried to find one. I couldn't find one last year. And then I just gave up. And then I, just, I, gave,
1: I gave up. Yeah. I get, so 2020, I was like, all right, well, it didn't happen last year. So it happened
2: so many times in 2019. Yeah. And this defense is completely different. New players, third year under Vance Joseph. They're number one against tight ends now. Uh, it's just that's not to say Robert Tanyan couldn't catch a touchdown Sunday or tomorrow. See, year, and so I just did it. Um, but <laughs> I, I, their, their tight end ailments are a thing of the
0: past. I, I won my league by picking up. The, the tight end, whenever I could, that was playing the Cardinals that season, by <laughs> the way. Go. And I'm not proud about it, but I still, I won the league. So,
1: All right, before we move on to our last segment, just to want to remind everybody once again that if you are interested in getting into the betting scene, I am still <laughs> dipping my toes into it. I'm a slow learner, Um, but the the, uh, DraftKings Sportsbook app makes it simple for people even like me. If you download it, just be sure to use the code PHNX. When you combine multiple bets from the same game, though, you're going to get a bigger payout. It's called a same game parlay. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want, which I love.
0: When I have games like what this where where I want to stay away from those, by the way, I like to do the same game parlay and not touch the score or even who's gonna win. There's so many options that you can can make all your bets and not even have to decide on on, you know, with your heart or with your mind, like in this game for There you go.
2: Well, something that's captured my heart is Manscaped, manscaped.com, promo code PHNX. Sense. Derek, you're rocking the shirt. That's right. I'm gonna be rocking the look, courtesy of Manscaped tomorrow when we attend the tailgate. At the Lola, at the Westgate tomorrow pregame, using my lawnmower 4.0, getting ready to go for you. Our uh, PHNX faithful that are coming out, but before you do come out, check out Manscaped.com. Free shipping site wide, twenty percent off. But you got to use that promo code PHNX to take advantage of all the phenomenal deals. We're we're so excited about our partnership with Manscaped. Uh, and yeah, if you uh, if you're interested, check it out.
1: I know this is a PHNX Cardinals podcast and not a Packers podcast, but to wrap it all up, I think this will give us all a laugh. This is Aaron Rodgers' remix of a press, of a, of a press conference because I added a little bit of uh, some video, and so take a look.
0: different now that they've renamed it State Farm Stadium. It's <laughs> a great name. For sure. Take from State Farm. You here to jam? Air? No, just an aspiring singer-songwriter with my bandmates. Yeah, I don't know if Jake's going to be there. Uh, I know he's coming next week. Wait, what? He's coming next week? He invites Jake to the games? What is this? You must be buddies. This right? is incredible.
1: At first, at first, I thought it was funny that he like made the reference to the commercial and was like, oh, yeah, great name for a stadium and whatever. But then I was like, is he being serious? Like there he's buddies with the guy that with Jake from from State Farm commercials like and and if that's the case, does does that guy go to Suns games because Chris Paul does them too.
0: Well, more importantly, does, can we get a web series about their friendship? Like, I want to see them go on road trips together and just hang out, like, go to the bar. I want to see this. This is incredible information.
2: I think there's an opportunity. Rogers is how many years before retirement, or certainly before he leaves Green Bay? It could be any point, right? A couple sure. more years at, at Peak Rogers. Cardinals need to have a star player a la Kyler Murray slide into that opportunity, given the naming rights to their stadium is State mm, Farm. That should be that. the next pairing. Somebody should have asked them, when are you going to pass the baton to Kyler Murray to do collaborations with Jake from State Farm? Because your your stadium, uh, Lambeau Field, has, has no correlation. I can tell right. you definitively, they don't even have a sponsorship agreement with State Farm because I think uh, they've got a, a local uh, insurance company outside of Milwaukee. American families from Milwaukee. And so they do sponsorship rights with Milwaukee. And that's why in the commercials for, with State Farm, you can see green and gold, but there's never any Packer paraphernalia because mm. the Packers deal with American family. So how about that?
1: Ah. <laughs> wow. Kyle didn't
2: have to worry about that, though. He deep. could plug Arizona Cardinals State Farm left and right.
0: Okay, so here's what here's what I want now. I want a series of commercials where Kyler Murray steals Jake away from Aaron Rodgers as go. his friend. Yes. You know, like, he walks in like, hey, you ready to go? And when he walks in, it's like Kyler and Jake are sitting there playing video games. Like, oh, this is awkward. Did You didn't call Aaron. Like, that's what I want. And then Aaron just gets phased out forever. And uh, Kyler's the new man. Yeah, Ooh, I'm down with that. Harsh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, just it's going to it happens to all of us. Kirsten. It happens. We all get phased out eventually and replaced. <laughs> OK, so it might as well happen to Aaron Rodgers, both. On is the field that what eventually.
1: I Am I going to get phased out too? Jeez. I mean,
0: there's there's no guarantees to not get phased
2: out. I'm just there's saying. Some, this is... There's some tw- 12th grader out there, Cheerson, that's gunning for your job. She's
0: already <laughs> gunning for your job. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Might be my daughter. I don't know. She watches this show. <laughs> she's a fan.
1: If that's the case, she's welcome to have my job. I'm happy to be phased <laughs> out by her. Well, that was a great way to end the show. Actually, I'm just remembering this. He lives in Arizona.
0: Who
2: Jake, Jake from the, OG, the, o, the OG one doesn't? Oh,
1: the OG one. Okay, that's what yeah. I was like stumbling around. Okay, the old OG one does. Okay, well, never mind then. That was the OG. No, he does. The
2: OG one doesn't. The new one oh. might, but oh. the OG one is from my no. hometown. In Normal, Illinois, and I played high school football with the original Jake from State what? Farm.
0: This is, what say. is
2: happening his name tonight? Is, his name is Jake Stone. I know him well. He's two years older than me. He was the OG State, uh, Jake from State Farm. He, he worked in that call center, and they he had a buddy what? in Creative Services. And totally true.
0: None of this Cheers, him, Do you know? Do you know a Jake? Do you know a Jake from State Farm? And you're not telling us too, because hmm. everybody seems to be friends with a Jake from State Farm around here. No. I know the OG one. I don't know the new one. <sighs>
1: Well, how do you know just because he grew up in Illinois that he doesn't, like, currently live here? Because
2: I still talk to him.
1: Okay. so yeah. then maybe it's, just-
2: it's his insurance agent. It's not, but he, <laughs> he still works for Safe Farm. It's a different job now.
1: All right. Well, Johnny, you're going to be at the game tomorrow. I uh, have after, a lot of explaining to after, do. After the Lola. Of course, you're yeah. going to hang out with us for the tailgate party. Then you're heading over to State Farm Stadium for the game. Keep an eye out mm-hmm. for Jake. Okay, yes.
0: then you <laughs> got to know yes. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. All right. Well, once again, we're going to be out at the Lola for a an awesome uh, tailgate party. We've teamed up with the Bird Gang Travel Club. We've got you know well over a hundred people going to be there partying with us. We're going to have a live pregame show. We're going to watch the game. Uh, at the Lola and then we're going to have a live post game show as well. So uh, lots of exciting stuff we've got going on tomorrow for Thursday night football. And I cannot wait. I'll see you guys both there tomorrow. Can't wait.